Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Happy Tuesday to you, Golden Eagle fans. Listen across the state of Mississippi on the Super Talk Mississippi Network. It's the Eagle Hour. Luke Johnson, Kelly Center, Michael Mergens from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. Hope your Tuesday's going excellent. Going to talk a lot of basketball today as interviews are going on even uh, today for uh, the next Southern Miss head basketball Coach, first segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by Dickie's Barbecue, located by Turtle Creek Mall and also in a town near you. Check out the home team. Dickie's uh, has some of the, the best food in the world when you eat in store. That fresh, soft-served ice cream, so good. Uh, Dickie's caters any event, large or small. So the next time uh, you need food at your event, check out Dickie's. Dickie's Barbecue, proud sponsor of the first segment of the Eagle Hour. Tuesday afternoon and a beautiful one it is. How's things going in Hattiesburg, Kelly and Michael? Good. Things are, it looks like uh, Jeremy McLean said that he'd hope to have a basketball coach in place in 10 days, and it looks like at least time-wise, the timeline is is still on track right now, Luke, it, it appears anyway. It is. Uh, just all this uh, coming, you know, by way, and we never want to get in the middle of a coaching search. We never, on the Eagle Hour, want to put forward uh, who we personally might want, but just here to, to report the news and comment on it. It appears now, and then there were four. So uh, a lot of speculation. Uh, our good friend Patrick McGee from the Luxy Sun-Herald listen, listing uh, a lot of names potentially, but it looks like... Uh, Four men will be interviewed for uh, the head coaching job at Southern Miss, and again, no official word. Uh, if 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 uh, they were telling, they would probably wouldn't tell us. So anyway, here's uh, what we know as of right now: a name that was thrown out um, earlier uh, the last couple weeks, Florida State assistant um, Dennis Gates. Doesn't look like uh, he will be in the process, and so the four names that we're looking at: Southeastern Louisiana head coach Jay Ladner, Southern Miss assistant Clarence Weatherspoon, Texas Tech assistant Mark Adams and former Texas A&M head coach Billy Kennedy. Uh, looks like uh, that will be the uh, interview list. And again, something might happen. Never know uh, what, what goes on during this. Uh, but Kelly, let, let's talk for a minute before we get in these names. Let's talk about for a minute uh, how important it is that whatever decision is made, you make you, you allow Jeremy McLean, the athletic director, to make his hire. I know there's a lot of jockeying coming, even on social media from a lot of places, but we don't want to split the fan base even before we hire a head coach. But that kind of goes along with the territory. You know, I'm sure before Jeremy McLean took the job, he and President Rodney Bennett had conversations as to what type of department does Rodney Bennett want and how does he want it run um, you know you have a lot of presidents who are very hands-on that really want to be actively involved in processes and other presidents say look I'm hiring you to do the job leave me alone so you really don't know what the what the dynamic is of that relationship particularly since it's so early in that relationship so you don't know how actively involved you know hands-on Dr. Bennett will be um, 
So, so will it be Jeremy McLean's total decision? You know, you, you don't you don't know. Obviously, on paper, it's going to be, uh, and he wants to make a splash for sure. And it's not like he's not used to hiring basketball coaches. He just hired one over at uh, at Troy. <laughs> so, um, a lot of things on the line here, you know, for sure. Uh, but but the fact that that he said he wanted somebody in place in ten days, and the timeline seems to be progressing exactly as planned, uh, would certainly bode well i think up to this point let's uh, let's talk about him kelly so uh, the the four men that we are hearing uh, will be interviewed southeastern louisiana head coach jay ladner southern miss assistant clarence weatherspoon texas tech assistant mark adams and former texas a&m head coach billy kennedy two of those guys instantly have southern miss um background spoon of course already an assistant head coach our assistant coach uh, on the basketball staff and then uh, jay ladner um who uh was at jones college southeastern louisiana played for the 1987 um NIT team, uh, and we'll be talking about that later in the program. But but two of these other guys, Mark Adams, uh, who is right there with Beard at Texas Tech, coming off a, a national championship or a national championship appearance, and then Billy Kennedy, um, a guy I don't think he's coaching anywhere this year, but was uh, was at Texas A&M for seven uh, years. Let, let's talk through those one by one. Start with uh, Jay Ladner. Jay Ladner is the one who the NIT team is actually you know pushing for the head coaching position. Later on in this program, we're going to be talking with the Richton Rambo, Gerardo Hinton, uh, who is, he is definitely on the, the Ladner train. So we're going to talk with Gerardo about, you know, what, why the 87 team felt it was uh, necessary to, 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 to make this statement and, and the pros and cons of doing so. Um, but obviously there's, he fits the bill of, he's a Southern Miss guy, familiar with the situation, knows the area because even at Southeastern, uh, he wasn't too far away from, from Hattiesburg. And, you know, one of the things as we look at these one by one, Luke, something that jumped out, jumped off the page to me about all these guys. And with all due respect, because they're all just a little bit younger than me. None of these guys are exactly what you'd call young coaches. You know, a lot of people thought, yeah, well, well, yeah, we'll get a 32-year-old guy, you know, full of vim and vigor and vitality that, to come in here. And but, but all these guys are, you know, have, have been around the block a time or two. Not like they're ready for the grave by any means, but but they're not the of the 30-year-old ilk that, you know, 35-year-old ilk that a lot of people were thinking. All these guys, you know, are seasoned in their, what, early 50s? Um, so yeah, Adams, uh, Adams is the oldest, I believe. We were trying to add up based off when he graduated college. I think he's sixty-two. Billy Kennedy's fifty-five. Ladner's fifty-three, and then Spoon is uh, forty-eight. Yeah. So, so I mean, none of those guys, like I said, are 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 necessarily as, as young as a lot of people thought it would be. But obviously, Ladner with those ties. Weatherspoon is already on staff. Okay, and there was some, and people said, "Well, he's never he's never called a timeout." No, he hasn't. But again, we talked about Fred Hoiberg up at Iowa State, and then on to Nebraska. Fred Hoiberg, when he became head coach at Iowa State, had never called a timeout, but he was very popular as an Iowa State graduate. Same thing with Spoon. Hoiberg went and hired some you know quality assistants. Um, even said, "Take some of my salary and you know give it to some assistants so I can get some guys with some experience in here," which. Clarence Weatherspoon could do the same thing, you know. Should he be should he be named the guy um, that he's got star power? Okay, as far as recruiting goes, you know, played in the NBA, and that's every guy's dream is is to play in the in the NBA. Kennedy, of course, comes with an extensive resume, head coaching experience at the highest level, you know, in the Big Twelve Conference, and then the assistant coach at uh, at Texas Tech strike while the iron's hot, 
and uh, nobody's hotter right now than the staff at Texas Tech. So they certainly all have uh, great things that they will sell to the selection committee, however big that committee you know, might be. Um, but if you're looking for Southern Miss guys, those two obviously really jump off the page as Ladner and Weatherspoon. But I remember when Rocky Felker was hired at Mississippi State as a football coach. Everybody said, oh, we got our guy. He's from Mississippi State. We love Rocky. Well, they loved him until he lost, you know, three seasons in a row. And then they didn't love him so much, you know. So I think it's critical for whoever the decision maker is to get it right, you know. Um, if, so we'll if see. You look at, if you look at head coaching experience, Billy Kennedy is the name that jumps out at you. For sure. Uh, he was at Centenary from 97 to 99, uh, southeastern Louisiana, 99 to 05, Murray State, 06 to 2011, and just recently he was fired, uh, I guess just a couple weeks ago, um, from Texas A&M. But you look at, you look at Kennedy's resume, uh, he's been to the NCAA four times, went one time with southeastern Louisiana, went to the round of 32 uh, with uh, Murray State, and then he's been at the Sweet 16 twice. Uh, Twice, most recently as last year, 22 and 13, the Aggies were last year. So two sweet 16s. Uh, you know, you wonder, uh, let's just be honest. I mean, can we afford, could we afford Billy Kennedy? And how long honest. And how long would he be here? I know, I know that. Well, that's, I, going into that conversation, that, that's the question. I don't think any of them, you know, would, would be here very long if they win. Spoon may be the outlier there, but, you know. Well, any and, of those other three. Well, but Ladner, Ladner, I think would would just the fact that he's from here. You know, his roots are here. Uh, I think in 2019, though, you have to assume that a coach just isn't going to stay. That something, especially if they're uh, successful, yes. something better is going to come along. And I think that's the mentality of every university now. Is that you know na- nowadays you're not going to have those coaches that are going to stay because of loyalty or anything. If they're talented, somebody offers them something better. And, and like Doc just left, and clearly the program is in b- better straits after mm-hmm. he left than when he took it. So no harm, no, no foul, yeah. no pun intended there, talking basketball. But if they leave the program better off than when they, when they started, then you certainly shake their hand, congratulations, and good that, luck. that risk that whoever they hire isn't the right coach, because you don't know, and then it goes back into the hole. And that's what I'm saying. So don't necessarily be blinded by the fact yeah. that he's, quote, unquote, one of us. You know, and lots of different ways to look at it. Yeah. You know, but um, yeah. It's so Billy Kennedy, uh, Jay Ladner, Clarence Weatherspoon, Mark Adams appear to be the uh, four people who will be interviewed for the Southern Miss head coaching job. Uh, when we get back, Kelly um, got a member of the 1987 team going to talk to us, and again, want to get his perspective on it. Know where he stands. Oh, he's very outspoken. But at the same time, <laughs> very outspoken. But you need to understand going in Eagle Hour, we are not promoting one candidate over another. But this will be really good insight into why one of those uh, candidates, Jay Ladner, um, is being considered for the job. So, Gerardo Hinton, right after this on the Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. 
back on a Tuesday, second segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by Campus Bookmark, loaded on, located on Hardy Street across from the Southern Miss campus in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and online at campusbookmark.net. The world's greatest place and biggest selection of Southern Miss items. Go purchase something. Just go buy something. You go into a baseball game. Uh, we're getting ready for this new uh, head coach. Make an excuse to get a new Southern Miss t-shirt, new Southern Miss hat, and when you do, uh, check out campusbookmark.net. Luke Johnson, Kelly Center, Michael Mergens from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg, beautiful downtown Laurel. Uh, interviews going down this week for the Southern Miss head coach basket, uh, basketball position. Uh, looks like uh, Jay Ladner, Clarence Weatherspoon, Mark Adams of Texas Tech, and former Texas A&M head coach uh, Billy Kennedy uh, looks like uh, will be those four individuals vying for that. And uh, Kelly, um, recently, uh, you know, Jay Ladner, a member of that 1987 NIT team, that team's still tight, even to this day, aren't they? And they are so tight, in fact, that the team has gone to social media to issue a statement that they as a team are endorsing and encouraging the powers that be to hire Jay Ladner as head basketball coach at Southern Miss. And joining us on the Super Talk Mississippi Hotline is the Richton Rambo. Gerardo Hinton joins us. And Gerardo, as we welcome you to the Eagle Hour, take us through the thought process as to as to why you guys as a team decided to do this, particularly when Weatherspoon is also looks like he's a candidate. Hey, Kelly. Uh, thanks for having me, man. Yeah. Um, um, yeah you know, Spoon, Spoon was a part of, of uh, what we had had here. Um, Spoon came, came uh, in my senior year, which was uh, 89. And Jay, Jay has been here from from the beginning, okay? And I love both guys. I I love them to death just like they they are, you know, real family, you know, but um I think our support for Jay goes back to the camaraderie that we had as a team when we played played together. I mean, we we were very close, you know, the 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 entire team was and um and it it has carried on you know all of these years uh we're still in a group text you know we we text um almost daily you know and when when this position came open um there was nobody left you know for us to consider but jay um jay's not only a great guy but jay is one heck of a coach and I don't think he gets the credit that he deserves for, for being um, a great coach. Toronto Hinton, are there some dangers of you guys as a team backing Jay Ladner? Might there, might there be? And again, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I'm not I'm not pro or anti anybody. But but could there be a segment of the Golden Eagle Nation that would say that the NIT team is is shoving Jay Ladner down our throats? That's not it's an unfair advantage that Jay Jay might have. Are there, are there negatives to you guys outwardly endorsing Jay? Well, I I don't think it is. Um, we don't look at ourselves as the 1987 NIT champs. Okay, we we are we are brothers. Okay, we we are teammates, brothers who just happen to win the NIT championship. Okay, so. I don't think it's it's going to be a negative on him because um, 
the people that followed us then, you know, they they we still remain in contact. And the people that I have talked to, you know, who who um, um, haven't haven't been been supporting the university uh, <clears throat> throughout the years, but now they're talking about coming back if we sign Jay. So I think our support is um, is bringing along other pe- people's support um, also. But you you obviously must have thought it was going to be a plus, and that was the impetus for you guys deciding to to jump on social media and get this done. Yes. Yeah, yeah, um, Kelly. We we've been promoting Jay um, for a a head coaching position. You know, in with with a D one school, you know, like like a Southern Miss. We we've been promoting him ever, ever since he went went to um, Southeast. So we we know that Jay Jay can coach. Jay has ties um, ties in, in the Florida Panhandles. Uh, Jay Jay has ties all over the state of Mississippi. And he also has has um, ties in in Louisiana, and Jay Jay is the type of coach that I wouldn't hesitate to send my son um, to spend spending the next next four years with. You know, there's talks with uh, as we talked in our first segment with with Luke Johnson and Michael Mergens that when you look at these list of candidates, Weatherspoon is the youngest at 48 years old. Uh, the thought process that that some this might be a stepping stone. Do you feel that that would also be the case with Ladner, considering he has stayed pretty close in all of his positions, from Oak Grove High School to then Jones County Junior College, where they won a national championship, to Southeastern in Hammond, and then back here in Hattiesburg? Is this a place that Jay would stay? Do you think? And is that important? Uh, that is very, very important. A- at least to me, it is. Um, if if we got a just say an up and coming um, assistant from from a big program. He gets here. He does well two or three years. Maybe get um, get a couple of NCAA bids. He's out. He's gone. Okay. And now we're we're going to be starting this same process over. You know, uh, trying to get get somebody else in, which <clears throat> with Jay. This is Jay's dream job. Jay wants to be here. Jay will not leave Southern Miss. This this is home. Jay played at Oak Grove where he was a two-sport star, baseball and basketball. And then he played played here at Southern Miss. And I mean this would be a dream a dream come true for him. No, and, and, and I get all that, Gerardo, but but like I mentioned with Rocky Felker, and this is all hypothetical, you know, but let's let's just hypothetically say Jay got the job and then, then the team didn't do so well. Then are are you still would you still be, you know, uh, gung ho Jay Ladner and what would that be many be any more difficult than to be uh anti any other coach that might be in that same situation? Well, I wouldn't say that we are anti any other coach. I just um I I think we 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 are with Jay, you know, because we we know Jay a lot better than we know know the um 
other guys. And, you know, also we know Spoon, too. You know, but um, I think the only thing that Spoon may have against him is is his lack of head coaching um, experience. Yeah, but but he also he also brings that marquee name though that could certainly help in recruiting, and he could surround himself with some good people, you know, that could could help him be a, a good head coach, you know, at, at some point. Yes, yes, he could, he could, and and I've I've um I've heard heard that um uh, you know that he he has he has a couple of different ways of 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 trying to attract some some good good assistance. Uh, coaches. Now, if Spoon got the job, I'm going to be behind Spoon just as I am with um, Jay. Okay? And win, lose, or draw, I'm going to always be be with them. Okay? Because when we played, we won as a team, we lost as a team. Okay? And that's the way that I look at it now. Jay gets here. Jay or Spoon get here. You know, I'm I'm gonna be with them through thick and thin. And and, and watch, watch it be neither one of them. <laughs> you know, we've been sitting here talking about this. And, and <laughs> yeah, that, that's the that's the biggest thing. And, and I would just, I mean, we have to ask this question, Mr. Hinton. You know, if if neither one of those two get it, we're still all gonna be Southern Miss basketball fans at the end of the day, aren't we? Well, I mean, hey, listen, if you cut me right now. You take a knife and you cut me. I'm going to bleed black and gold. So regardless of who we get, I'm going to always support the um, team, the coach. And but I just I feel um, closer to um, the, the team with Jay or Spoon being there. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. That that would have been kind of if I was a team member, I'd say, look, you guys, I don't, I don't want to get anybody mad here. I mean, yeah, I'd love to see Coach A or Coach B get it, but I don't want Coach C or D to not think we're on board if he happens, you know, to get the job somewhere uh, down the road. Certainly, some food for thought, anyway, Luke Johnson. Yeah, it sure we is. Don't uh, want to make, we don't want to make make anybody um, uh, mad, you know, because of right. who, who who we we are, are supporting. But um, but um, I'm 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 with Jay. I think Jay Jay would do a great job here. Right. Well, Gerardo, we appreciate uh, man your time today. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for being on the Eagle Hour. Thank you guys for having me. Strato Hinton, former uh, Southern Miss basketball player, NIT champion. Kelly and I will throw uh, give some more thoughts about the coaching search right after this. Stay with us on the Eagle Hour. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. This segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by our friends at 4th Street. 4th Street Grill right over the bridge from Highway 49 there next to the Southern Miss campus. Their lunch plate specials every day of the week includes a drink, $8.95. You can't beat that. You really need to try that because uh, there's plenty of food, too. If you're a big boy like me and uh, kind of 
complain under your breath about small portions at some of the restaurants, you won't have that complaint at 4th Street. Also a great place to pregame, whether it's a, a sporting event, a theater event, whatever you might be headed to the campus for, a great place to pregame. 4th Street Grill, right over the uh, bridge from over Highway 49 from the campus. Kelly Sander along with Luke Johnson. Michael Mergen's pushing all the right buttons here in the First Bank Studios. So again, down to four, the final four, if we can use a basketball vernacular. Uh, Southern Miss apparently has the four guys in the house that they're going to uh, look at to be the next head basketball coach. So Luke Johnson, I'm sure you have some some thoughts on pluses and minuses of, of each of the candidates. Some of them we've touched upon briefly, particularly Jay Ladner and, and Clarence Weatherspoon. But uh, your thoughts from there yeah let, let, let's talk through uh what what gerardo said last last and what you certainly appreciate uh, what you heard last segment um from him is uh what you you know you would expect to hear from from every southern miss fan i mean we we look after our own uh we we love our own uh and so the the loyalty uh that 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 team has with uh with jay ladner and if, if you're if you don't know, not sure what we're talking about. Uh, just, I guess it was uh, earlier today or yesterday. The 1987 NIT championship team put out a on social media and, and other places put out a, a letter, uh, a statement of support for Jay Ladner to be the uh, next uh, coach at the University of Southern Mississippi. He's one of the four finalists. So, uh, so Kelly, you brought up some good points with him. Um, we we don't want to split the fan base. Uh, we don't we don't want uh, you know, we we want Jeremy McLean to, to make his hire, but you you got to uh, you you got to admire the loyalty um, that that eighty seven team has towards Jay Ladner, and and then as he brought it up, Spoon. But but real quick, you know, Gerardo said before we went off air there that um you know whoever they whoever we decide to hire, they're going to um still going to bleed black and gold. Well, it it seems that that nowadays nobody in this politically correct world. What I appreciate about their stance is that in this politically correct world, very few people want to step on anybody's toes. Everybody wants a, a you know a touchy feely you know fuzzy kind of feeling, but by this '87 team sticking their necks out, if you will, you know for for Jay Ladner because Spoon is kind of a big brother there too, you know, and and in the family, even though you know fights within the family are okay, I just said I would. I was just curious as to if any of the guys on the 87 team said, look, you guys, we can't, we can maybe say this privately, but to issue this statement as a team, we, we risk alienating Clarence Weatherspoon and the guys that would like Spoon to get the job because it is America after all. And you can like somebody other than who else, you know, who somebody else might like, you know, so, <laughs> right. so for them as a team to go out there and say that Ladner is our guy. You know, the other thing is, is, is again, all hypothetical. And if Jay Ladner were to get the job, and we would certainly want him to be highly successful, but we know how fickle sports can be sometimes. And then if, if say, he wasn't successful, then those guys are wearing that. You know, they say, well, this is the guy, you know, you wanted. And again, these are big time hypotheticals, but this is a talk show and, and you know, we talk about things like this. And this is the fun stuff to talk about, the drama aspect. And that's why we're talking about it. Because there's a lot of drama involved yeah. <laughs> with it. You know, so if, if it didn't go right, then, the, mm-hmm. then that 87 team, you, this was the guy you, you wanted. You said this was our guy. And we've seen you that know? happen before. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, right. b- but the fact that in this politically correct world, they, they made a statement and they're sticking by it. You know, I, I admire that. You do. So let, let's look at uh, each candidate again. Um, and again, we, we don't know what's happening behind uh, 
closed doors. This is what the the rumors are out there, and and but it's pretty good, uh, you know, that these four will be considered. Let's start with Ladner. Just finished up his fifth year, southeastern Louisiana. If you're unfamiliar with Jay Ladner, um, for about 20 years he was the head coach at Saint Stanislaus. I believe he won a a championship down there. He did in 2011, won uh, a state championship, 511 wins, 188 losses, and then. He was at Oak Grove, was just there for uh, for really a year, and then went to uh, Jones College in Ellisville, won the 2014 National Championship. Um, and then since 2014 has been at Southeastern Louisiana. Uh, really looks a lot like Doc Sadler's resume. Um, started a single-digit win his first year, then started you know moving uh, in the right direction. 17 and, uh, 2017 to 18 was his best year, 22 and 12. NIT appearance. They won the Southland that year. This past year finished 17 um, and 16. And so the obvious plus, uh, Kelly, behind Jay Ladner is he's a Southern Miss guy. Uh, he knows Mississippi basically except for Southeastern Louisiana has coached in Mississippi. Um, the, the negative is, can, can he recruit? Um, and, and what I mean by that is, uh, hasn't you know was was a high school coach uh, for about twenty two years. You know, does he have the ability to go out and recruit talent? Well, he certainly did at Jones. You know, and that's a, that's junior college, which some would argue is a tougher sell than a D one. Yeah. You know, to go to go to junior college, although junior college can be a landing, a soft landing spot for guys who are having trouble at the division one level. A lot of recruiting, as you know, Luke Johnson, is all about networking. So you've got Ladner, who's coached at the high school level, the junior college level and the D1 level, which all of the candidates probably have other than Clarence Weatherspoon. You know, so it's all about networking. I wouldn't I, w- I would think that recruiting would not be an issue with Jay right. Ladner. But, you know, you talk Clarence- about the, the roots of Jay Ladner too, going back to Wendell Ladner. Right? Isn't right. Jay's right. kin to, to Wendell Ladner, who's you know famous in his own right for the years that he was at Southern, Southern Miss Royalty. Yeah, another, another two generations, perhaps, you know, gone by. Right. So those roots run deep in the Ladner family. Clarence Weatherspoon, 13 years in the NBA. Obviously, uh, from a Southern Miss perspective, probably the biggest name in this. Um, the positive, uh, he's a name, he's an NBA guy, uh, knows the game. Uh, to your point, the, the one negative, never called a timeout, lack of, of coaching experience, uh, has only been an assistant coach uh, since 2016. And uh, I, I still think no matter what happens here, I know it's a little sticky, but if Spoon were to not get the job, you would think he would certainly uh, – Particularly, you know, with Ladner, maybe be retained as an associate head coach. Who knows what would happen with that? But that's the positive and negative of Clarence Weatherspoon. Would that not be a reasonable question to ask by the selection committee, Luke? Is is to all of the candidates? If you were to get this job, how would you envision, if at all, Clarence Weatherspoon fitting in? I think it's a great, great question. I mean, it's it would be a reasonable question to ask because the committee, you know, because the committee obviously what Spoon has done, and I'm sure he's not making any money as the assistant coach, and if so, not not a whole lot. So his his pros, particularly for what he's probably being paid at this point, would be immeasurable. You know, so I'd love to see if if he right. does not wind up getting the job. I was sure would love to see him be retained on staff. And if I were on the selection committee, I would ask all those candidates: Would you, would you think that uh, Clarence Weatherspoon could could be on your staff or find a spot for him? You know, somewhere. Mark Adams, uh, assistant coach at Texas Tech, uh, about 
20, if I'm doing my math right, about 25 years of head coaching. I was at West Texas A&M, Texas Pan American, uh, Howard College, and then in in 13 through 15, he was a Texas Tech director of basketball operations, spent uh, one year as the assistant coach at Little Rock, and then came back under Chris Beard uh, and has been there the last three years. A lot of people credit... uh, Adams with uh, the defense. They only gave up under 56 points um, this past year. Uh, Chris Beard was quick to say that was Mark Adams' um, direction that caused him to be so good defensively as a basketball team going to the national championship. Um, Negative, uh, if if it is a negative, he's the oldest of the coaches. Uh, He's around 62 years old. And see, Doc Sadler just left at 60, saying that he didn't you know, he didn't have the energy anymore. And I, as a person who's pushing 60, there's nothing wrong with admitting, I, I, I can't do it like I used to. Yeah. You know, I just don't have the energy. And that is a grind. For I've, I've never been a coach at the Division One level. But regardless of the sport, I hear all these guys saying it is a killer, you know, to do it that long and to have to go out there and keep up with the 30-year-olds. I can't do it yeah, at age 58. So, um and I'm not saying that other guys can't. I'm just saying it, it certainly is a factor that needs that needs to be considered right. for sure. Fourth uh, candidate, Billy Kennedy, most recently uh, this past year at Texas A&M. 55 years old, uh, by far the most uh, head coaching experience in different levels. Coached at Southeastern, coached at Murray State. The racers always, you see them in, in the postseason. And then uh, just finished up year seven at, at Texas A&M. Been to two Sweet 16s, uh, two NITs, and uh, two more NCAA appearances. Uh, Billy Kennedy is a guy, um, you know, could could land um, at Southern Miss, uh, would 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 probably have the most extensive recruiting reach um, probably out of out of any of these coaches to be able to bring some big talent to and, Hattiesburg. And here's the thing about Kennedy, too. He was at Murray State, and at Murray State he was succeeded by Steve uh, Prom, and then Steve Prom went from Murray State, and he's at Iowa State now. And, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, Jay Ladner actually succeeded Billy Kennedy at Southeastern. Yes? I don't know. I don't know. Was he at Southeastern? It was before then. Before then. Okay. So, yeah, at at that mid-tier level, if you want to call it that, he's been highly successful. And maybe he thinks this would be a a great fit and where he needs to be, where he has found the most success in his career so far. Well, it's a lot to talk about, and we'll just uh, continue to to keep you posted on what we're hearing and and what takes place. Uh, We'll talk some baseball uh, right after this on the Eagle Hour. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Back on the Eagle Hour, Luke Johnson, Kelly Sander, Michael Mergens from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg in beautiful downtown Laurel. First Bank serving Mississippi since 1895 and home of the Perfect Ten. Reggie Collier helping you with all your financial needs. First Bank, proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. Well, some accolades for some track athletes over the weekend. 
Southern Miss track and field athletes McKinley West and John Warren have earned Male Track Athlete of the Week and Male Field Athlete of the Week of Conference USA. McKinley West uh, placed second uh, this pa- or fourth this past weekend in the 200 meter at the Crimson Tide Invitational. His mark of 20.69 seconds in the 200 meters is second. In Conference USA, 22nd nationally. McKinley continues uh, to shine. And John Warren uh, placed first in the triple jump in Tuscaloosa at the Crimson Tide Invitational this past weekend, the male field athlete of the week. He broke the record, uh, the meet record, for the Crimson Tide Invitational. Uh, this jump of 52 feet and uh, 10 and three-quarter inches, first in Conference USA, seventh nationally. And just so you know what the competition was like, student-athletes from Florida State, Memphis, Alabama, Mississippi State, Nebraska, several others was there. So congratulations to McKinley West and John Warren, uh, male field and male track athletes of the week in Conference USA. Coach Wendy Hogue and her Lady Eagles back on the diamond tonight, fresh off their sweep of UAB. They take on Nichols State tonight at 6 p.m. at home. So if you're in the Hattiesburg area and want to watch some softball, uh, go out and check out the Lady Eagles. Eagles. Well, Southern Miss back on the baseball diamond tonight. Interesting, we haven't mentioned baseball really until this segment because of the uh, coaching uh, process, the interviewing process for basketball. And just again, I want to throw it out there, uh, in, in no way are we supporting or getting behind any um, coaching candidate, just trying to throw it out there to you with Jay Ladner, Clarence Weatherspoon, Mark Adams, Billy Kennedy, looking like they are the four individuals to be interviewed. But Southern Miss uh, down in Mobile tonight. 6.30, uh, just a tough weekend. They were able to uh, win game three. But, uh, but Kelly, you know, we had Coach Barry on yesterday and, and maybe a little bit of pressing, he said, on these guys. Uh, he thinks they're playing hard. But, man, it's just been tough to watch sometimes with the strikeouts and the errors so far this year. And I just, I just, don't, think, I just don't think we're as good as we thought we were. And, I mean, I, I, sometimes that, that's kind of tough to hear. Um, but it's possible, you know. It's 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 certainly possible that we're just we're just not as good as we thought we were, you know. Because because yep. you think if we were, you know, we'd have strung some some significant wins together, and and to lose to FIU and San Antonio, albeit on the road, but those are still teams that you would not expect, you know, to be anywhere near the top when the smoke clears, and that's almost like giving two back to the field. You know, and there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. It, it just it just could have been that maybe we're just not as good as we thought we were. You know, so we keep working, keep playing hard, and, and you know, things good things will come your way to the degree that we you know to that level that we can reach. But um, you know, that that could just be could just be the case. Yes, I mean, I it, yeah. Eagles Eagles need a win tonight. They've lost their last three out of four. Uh, trying to avenge an ugly fifteen to six loss uh, to South Alabama um, at home back on April the second. Interesting tonight. Golden Eagles will start Brent Blaylock, and Blaylock's a guy we've seen what he can do from the plate. Really, only pitched I think maybe one or two appearances this year, but uh, Blaylock getting the, the the ball tonight, and you know some of his inability to pitch has been from some of that injury that he faced uh, in. In preseason or in pregame before the uh, game one of the Mississippi State series, so Brant Blaylock will throw tonight. Drake Nightingale. Now that's a name. That's a baseball name. Kelly, a two and two on the year, five two four ERA. Will face uh, the Eagles tonight. And First actually, pitch, you know, Drake. Uh, Nighting- excuse me, Luke. You know, Drake Nightingale went to Summerall High School, uh, right yeah. here, right here in the area. And his dad, Jim Nightingale, 
was a longtime baseball coach at Pearl River Community College. So it wouldn't surprise me if Drake Nightingale, they call him Bird, you know, because his last name is Nightingale. It wouldn't surprise me if Bird went into coach uh, Mark down there at South Alabama and said, hey, I, I want the ball. You know, against Southern Miss. <laughs> well, you know, they're all competitors, you know. And um, yeah. so I would think that, that Nightingale probably asked for that ball tonight. So we'll see. Should, should be a good one. First pitch at 630 at one of the greatest athlete or, or uh, athletic venue events in the world. Eddie Stanky Field down in Mobile, Alabama. Kelly, they got a, they got a nickname for that? Is it the Stank or, or anything like that? <laughs> the Stank. Nice. I, I'm not sure that I would even want it publicized if they called it the Stank. You know, Michael, you like uh, that, don't you? You like that. I guess. I think the last time I heard that was the Grinch stole Christmas, Stink, Stank, Stunk. Yeah, that, that's right. Yeah. Three words to describe the Grinch. So, um, I don't know. But Ladies I think and what, gentlemen, welcome to the Stank. Hey, it doesn't, uh, Charlotte comes to town this weekend, yeah? Is this yes. Charlotte at uh, at the Pete this weekend and um, Southern Miss is, is yeah it's, they're looking to be two different teams you know at home nearly invincible it seems and then on the road just uh, you know like I said stub their toes at that's at, at uh, San Antonio and uh, and FIU so hopefully you can get get things back on track and head to the it's all about how you finish remember in this league going to the tournament it's all about how you finish so let's kick it into gear here late. We don't want to stink it up at the stank tonight. So Very good, Luke. Very good. Fly high like eagles. Thanks for listening to us today. Appreciate you spending this hour with us. Same time tomorrow, we'll be back. And as always, Southern Miss to, to the, the top. top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.